What is going on? It is your boy, Noah Heron, with the All Our Ways podcast, and it's a great day. I'm excited. We have an amazing guest on today's podcast. It's me. I'm the guest, and um, I'm really pumped because uh, I've got something to share that I'm really passionate about, and I think it could be helpful to you. But before I share today, I want to give a huge shout out to our podcast season two sponsor, our friends over at Feed. If you haven't heard of Feed, I don't know what you're doing. You need to go check them out right now. If you're in any type of next-gen ministry or if you serve in a next-gen ministry, Feed has got it going on. They're going to help you in so many different ways. Um, Understand your students. Uh, They've created practical insights that really give you a deep dive into how your students are thinking, what they're experiencing on a daily basis, family life. Are they reading their Bible? What do they think about your youth group? All these insights and tools are collected with accurate data for you. They've created so many free resources. Go check them out right now. This will help your ministry in so many different ways. You can check them out at feed, that's F-E-E-D dot Bible slash all our ways. That's feed dot Bible slash all our ways. Go check them out. It will change the game for you. Switching lanes really quick. I wrote a book and it's called Viral Jesus. It's on amazon.com. That's amazon.com. And you can uh, just search Viral Jesus by Noah Heron, How One Man Broke the Algorithm Forever. It's a book um, all about making sure that you have the right goals for your life, which is actually what I want to share with you today. So I want to get really practical with you guys today, really simple, bring it down to earth, just a conversation with you that I've been having in my head, in my thoughts, in my journal time um, about this idea of goals. Now, you probably have different goals than I do, and that is great. Uh, You shouldn't have the same goals as me. But as followers of Jesus, we all should have some very similar goals. We're going to jump into that in just a second. But first, I want to read to you the end of Matthew chapter 6, verse uh, 21. This is what it says. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, in 2020, I really think that you can replace the word treasure or just right underneath of it in your own Bible, like I did, the word goals. For where your goals are, there your heart will be also. For us, our treasure, for many of us, the thing that we value the most is our time, Uh, both the time that we have today and the time that we have tomorrow. So because of that, I really think that we can learn a lot about ourselves. We can learn a lot about other people simply by understanding and hearing others' goals, looking at our own goals. Um, When kids grow up, for example, their goals are almost always about what they want to be when they grow up, right? They want to be a YouTuber in 2020. They want to be a doctor. They want to be a football player, whatever. It's, it's all about what they want to be when they grow up. For us as followers of Jesus, no matter what you want to be when you grow up, maybe you are grown up um, or whatever, you're in a career already, no matter what, our primary goal should be 
to hear in heaven one day from Jesus, well done, my good and faithful servant. Faithfulness is the goal for all of us. Faithfulness is God's measurement of success. Were they faithful with what they had or were they not? And so I want to talk about this idea of faithfulness. Because if it truly is our goal, our actions have to line up with it as well. Before I take any step further, why is it important to talk about goals in the first place? I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Um, first of all, you cannot get to the right place if you start with the wrong motives. You can't get to the right place if you start with the wrong goals. Uh, so if you're trying to be faithful, but you start with the wrong ways of getting there, you'll never get there. If you try to be faithful, but it's for the wrong reasons, you won't get there either. So this is important. It's also important for us to talk about goals because weekly, um, I'm sorry, because worldly goals actually lead to weak Christians. They do. If our goals look exactly like everyone else. Um, and their goals, and they they don't follow Jesus and we do, we're doing something wrong. Like if all of our goals are to be as successful as we can on this earth, to make as much money as we can on this earth, you know, to have all the things, to post all the things, if those are our goals, we're going to be very weak Christians. There's no power in those goals. There's no power in those things. In the same way, though, kingdom goals lead to faithful Christians, which is our ultimate goal right? Kingdom goals lead to seeing the miraculous happen in your life, to more fulfillment, to more purpose, to God ultimately getting the glory through your life, which as followers of Jesus, that should be all of our goals. I don't know about you, but when I get to the end of my life, I want my life to be a living testament to a God who did miraculous things. That only happens when we have goals that line up with God's kingdom. When we have goals that truly uh, desire to make an impact bigger than us. So with, for you, you know, thinking about your goals, it, it can be really tricky because I've found that I can say that my goal is faithfulness, but then the steps that I take look nothing like I'm trying to pursue faithfulness, right? We can say faithfulness is our goal, but if all we think about is making more money and it consumes all of our thoughts and we're stressed about it all the time, faithfulness isn't our goal. Getting rich is our goal, right? We can say faithfulness is our goal, but if all we're trying to do is become famous on TikTok or on Instagram or whatever, and we're spending all of this time trying to grow a platform, well, faithfulness is not actually your goal. You can tell by the steps that you're taking that you know, being famous is actually your goal. So you get the point. We have to be, it's hard, but we have to be honest with ourselves about the goals that we currently have if we want to be able to change the goals that we want for our future. We have to be honest. Um, through God's word, we know we don't need an audience. We don't need credentials. We don't need a lot of things that the world says that we need to accomplish the goals um, that God wants and desires for our life. All we need is Jesus. All we need is a trust, a reliance, and an obedience to be faithful in Jesus. Okay, so here are three filters that you can use to filter your goals. These are three questions that I use all the time to make sure that my goals are kingdom goals and that they're not um, selfish goals, right, or, or weak worldly goals. Question number one. Will it matter in a hundred years? 
if I accomplish this goal, will it still matter in 100 years? Here's an example. Something that won't matter in 100 years is if I make a million dollars in my life. You know why it won't matter? Because I can't take that money with me to heaven. And I'm probably not going to be alive in 100 years. I mean, I'm, I'm 25 years old. I don't think people live to be 125. I'm going to try. I'm going to take care of myself. But I don't think I'm going to live that long. So it doesn't matter if I have a million dollars sitting in the bank account when I die. It, it won't matter. Here's something that will matter in 100 years. Me loving my neighbor. How, how could that still matter in 100 years? If my goal is to love my neighbor to the best of my ability, how does that goal last in 100 years? It lasts because there's a chance that my neighbor could come to know Jesus. And if my neighbor comes to know Jesus, well, I know that they have a daughter who's a baby. And the chances of her coming to know Jesus increase dramatically if her dad knows Jesus, right? And then all of a sudden you see it goes from generation to generation. And now a hundred years from now, there are people who know Jesus all because I loved my neighbor. There are people who are with me in heaven on earth a hundred years from now, all because I loved my neighbor. That's a kingdom goal. Okay. Question number two to ask yourself, does the goal change things for others or does it just change things for me? It's a great way to tell if this is a kingdom goal or a worldly goal, right? If you're chasing things that are only going to change things for you, there's a really good chance, really good chance that that goal is a worldly goal, that it's not going to matter. How do we know this? We know this because God, the kingdom of God, the words of Jesus, all of these things are about other people. It's about serving other people. It's about loving other people. It's about putting other people first. It's about washing feet. So it's a really quick, easy way to check your goals. Is this, is this goal, if I succeed in this goal, is it going to just affect me or is it going to affect other people? Here's a really bad example, but it just popped, in my, popped into my head. If my goal is to binge watch three of these shows on Netflix over the course of the next two weeks. I want to binge watch three shows in the next two weeks. I'm just going to binge, 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 right? That The completion of that goal did nothing for anybody but you. It really didn't do anything for you either, but you know, that's besides the point. That would be a goal that only affects you. But if your goal is to do something like, hey, I want to, I want to serve um, the first Saturday of every month in my community, picking up trash or um, painting my next door neighbor's fence or whatever it is, that's serving other people. That's being the hands and feet of Jesus. That's about other people. It's changing other people's life, not just your own. It is going to change your own, whether you know it or not, but it's about changing other people. That's a good way to tell that your goals are kingdom goals. Lastly, this is the clincher for me. The last question that I ask myself is, does this goal keep Jesus as my prize. This is a really hard one for me. Um, I love doing things for Jesus. I love trying to be like Jesus's employee of the month, like doing ministry or doing things like this podcast or preaching or whatever. Um, but if my goals are to do things of God, but they replace my time with God, that's actually not a good goal. 
So if I have all these goals about things I want to accomplish, but I don't have the relationship with Jesus, if he is still not my prize, if my time with him is still not the thing I'm most excited about, then those goals are actually, you know, they can be destructive and they can be bad to my relationship with with Jesus. Um, The last one is a convicting one. Does this goal, the completion of this goal, keep Jesus as my prize? Or do I have to forfeit Jesus as my prize to do things for him? I don't think Jesus wants you to give up your relationship with him to be his employee. It's not his desire. It's not his goal for you. So we have to make sure our goals aren't getting in the way of that relationship. Now, I want to end with this encouragement. And um, when I read the scripture, it might not sound as an encouragement to you at first, but I want you to bear with me because maybe you're listening to this and you're getting a little discouraged. You're like, you know, the goals I'm pursuing, they're uh, they're not about other people or, you know, they might not matter in a hundred years or uh, I don't know if I'm keeping Jesus as my prize. Maybe you're a little discouraged. I want to say to you, relax happens to all of us. We're, we're all trying to do this together. We're all trying to keep the goal of being faithful um, at the center, but there are going to be moments where we fail. And when you do fail, when you do feel down about your goals, when you do feel down about the things that you're chasing, I want to encourage you to check out James chapter four, starting with verse one through verse three. I'm going to read it to you now. This is what it says. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you don't have, so you kill. You covet, but you can't get what you want, so you fight. You do not have because you do not ask. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. Okay, how is this an encouraging verse? It's actually a really encouraging verse. This is why. It says in this scripture that there are only two reasons that we do not have what we want. Two reasons. Number one is that our desires are out of sync with God's. That's number one. Our desires are out of sync with the kingdom of God. In other words, we do not have kingdom goals. And number two, the only other reason that you don't have what you want is because you haven't asked for it. Why is this an encouraging verse? This is encouraging Because God can do the miraculous in your life if you simply align your goals or your motives with his, and then you ask for what you want. That's it. That is an encouragement to me because it takes the pressure off of me having to be great. It takes the pressure off of me having to accomplish things and achieve things and do things and and be spectacular. Guess what? You don't have to be spectacular when you serve a spectacular God. You just have to make sure that you're pursuing the right goals and that you're asking God to do the rest. Check your goals, then start asking God to do the rest. The rest is easy. You just sit back, you watch him work. Hope this has been encouraging to you. And uh, if it has, help me out, give it a share, let someone know, send it to someone, and um, we'll see.